up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt. We are 50, 50 episodes old. 50. That was your Alliance Council president, your Gorilla FC president, and your, the Inter Independent Supporters Council's community. Wow. Mm-hmm. Screwed that okay. one up. No, you're Screwed there. Screwed that one. Communications director. So what normally happens of, of the Independent Supporters Councils, what normally happens is I'm saying that that. You are our president, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not our communications director. That always slips me up. Good point. I'm your Everett dad, Sounders fan, Aaron Lingley. Cameron Collins, how are you, my friend? Doing uh, pretty good. Um, you know, it was a, a, a great race weekend. Uh, despite the, the, the winner of the F1 race, everyone, uh, the rest of it was pretty fun. IndyCar race was fun. I'm going to say this. The NASCAR race was fun because they had their first ever street race on the streets of Chicago. I wanted to look into that actually. Yeah, so so it was it was a it was a fun fun weekend just hanging out and uh, uh, watching sports, watching the USA. You know, USA uh, another bajillion to nothing game, six nothing where we had uh, against Joven Jones. Yeah, and his brother, and it was um I don't know it was really oh, cool to see everyone's like. Ferreira, you know, oh, he scored back-to-back hat tricks against crappy teams, so he's not that good. And it's like, yeah, you never saw Deuce or Landon or any of those players who played against those same teams, if not worse teams, score back-to-back hat tricks. So come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we've been in this region the entire time, so just, yeah. <laughs> we've had this opportunity. And if anything, the region's gotten that that better, opportunity. not worse. I would say so. Although I do yeah. miss Trinidad and Tobago being in the uh, – World Cup. They were in World Cup, I think, 2006 when I was studying for the bar exam. That was super fun. I was on a cruise ship. Was that when Italy won? Mm. 2010 was Germany. Uh, I think it was when Italy won. I hope Italy didn't win. It's the one where um, uh, the Italian players did something racist to Zidane and he headbutted his dumbass right into the ground like everyone should have i don't know if it was racist i think it's his mom or his sister a comment about something like that yeah but yeah i mean it was but it, it was it had to do with them being terrorists winner. so oh really oh, yeah shit. it was italy mm-hmm. so was, i remember that because i was on a cruise ship in the caribbean i was 17 so i couldn't drink but i was drinking you know you find a way life always finds a way oh you were just under because it's probably 18 huh uh, it depends on where your port of call, is, like your mm-hmm. home port. So if it's based out of the U.S., then the ship is... It's based, it's based on the flag you fly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just because you leave from the U.S. doesn't mean you're based out of the U.S. Exactly. And speaking of drinking, let me give some Big Ballard Imperial IPA. Hazy. Oh, you're Ooh, holding something good. Barks. 
zero sugar root beer. It has bite. Um, As usual. Aaron's give us some money, Barks. Turning this show into crap. Give us, give us some money to, to sponsor us. Um, I'm doing this one free, but next time uh, we'll want we'll want some money. Barks, yeah, very local. It has bite. They'd love to. Um, listen, so I was on a cruise. I was on a cruise ship. Oh man, it, it still bite. had the 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 um bubbles coming up, and so I swallowed them down the wrong pipe there. I remember my first beer. <laughs> cruise ship. Uh, I was on a cruise ship when the Bulls played the Blazers. That's the only time I've been on a cruise ship. Yeah, except on the cruise ship, it probably wasn't full of Bulls and or Blazers fans. Italians, like Oof. the Caribbean. This Oof. boat was full of them. And so was the pool I was in. And so I was able to drink because at this at the time they had like an LED like theater screen up on the exterior of the main deck above the pool. And they were showing the, the match. I don't know if it was LED, but you could see it clearly even in the sun. And it was awesome. They were showing the final. So I'm watching the game in a pool with a bunch of Italians. And they are drinking excessively and sharing it. So I watched that final before I was really, I would say, before I was really into soccer. And that probably got me uh, a little bit more into following international soccer, which then led to me following the Sounders because one local and, and, and two uh, new team. Right. So um, where did that come from? You said, did you say 2006 world cup? Yeah. We were talking about the 2006 world cup. Now I, I just got to say, um, you know, that this is not a podcast that endorses Italians, let alone the Italian soccer team. So his, that is only a personal story from your co-host here, Aaron, the, the official stance of the podcast is boo Italian soccer. You're the worst. Yes. And you are a lawyer. So that is <laughs> now officially official because um, <laughs> everything you said, God, I hate the so Italian true. soccer team. I, uh, being, it's funny because I am, um, my family, although with Germanic names, they're from Alsace Lorraine. I have a ton of French family. I speak French. I, I have a degree in French. I root for the French national team, but then I took the, one of those, DNA tests and all my French family are really German. So <laughs> I don't know what to do now. You can learn German. Du bin der Schweinenlanta. Dude, I love listening to Germans. Yeah, I was listening to Germany, a German talk the other day, but they were like yelling. And I was like, uh oh, someone's got the window going to think I'm listening to like Hitler speeches or something. So I'm not. And they, and they probably weren't even yelling. They were probably just speaking just talking in normal it's, cadence. That's the same thing. My my cousin's wife is the consulate for for Poland in Seattle. And so I would go to tutor my cousin, uh, my her, her, their kid and uh, in French. And then there would be to her and the old Polish people yelling at one another. And I was like, why are they yelling? And he's like, that's just how Polish sounds. So. Yep. I think it's true for a lot of those Eastern uh, European languages. Unlike French, where they're like, and then they laugh. like couldn't be. Yeah. And I can attest to the Polish one. I had a Polish girlfriend for about three months. Maybe it was my cousin. Although, although I think she probably was yelling at me. I almost spit my drink. That's too good. Pretty sure she was. too good. So is this beer. So is this beer. So speaking of Ballard... Got a little scuttlebutt today. Uh, Ballard FC's coach, after leading them to first place thus far, right for before the playoffs, has stepped down as coach to pursue other opportunities. 
what are those other opportunities? The, the, we, we don't know. But, uh, but uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming, ow, we'd find out later. But ow, um, what happened? <laughs> uh, my, my neck, like. Uh, oh, not exciting. Yeah. So Unless you're not going to make it. Are you going to make it? Oh yeah, I'm gonna make it. Um, okay. They announced their uh, Ethan O'Neill is their interim head coach, who uh, was assistant coach at the start of the season, and he uh, coaches club soccer with Seattle United and Seattle Celtic. Uh, or did that in the past, and um, actually uh, ran summer camps for the Irish Football Association uh, before coming to Seattle. Wow. Okay. So he's no slouch, I guess. Um... No, don't. So it's just interesting. It's just interesting that it's not like I guess we'll find out. But like, you're, I mean, Ballard FC. What league is this in? USL two. Two, right? Okay, yeah, I knew it wasn't USL like one. Yeah, well, and then there's USL Championship above that as well. So third, third tier of USL. Not counting MLS Next as yeah, MLS Next is an outside USL. They're probably USL. equal with uh, USL. One probably. one probably, yeah. Um, anyway, to to leave a USL two team and we don't know why yet when they're doing well, you assume he's leaving because he's going to go coach another club, likely at a higher tier, right? Yeah, you would assume that. I think so. Or I was wondering why it wouldn't be announced right now, but whatever. It's or a professional, um, you know, a, a professional opportunity outside of coaching has come along that is That's too true, good. To you're probably also. Your day, your, your day job is probably not coaching Ballard FC. Yeah, a, a, a fourth, fourth to fifth tier uh, U.S. Soccer League. I do want and fun maybe matches, though we had fun. Maybe maybe we can get uh, some people on board for this podcast and and write up a plan. I want to own like a another Seattle based USL two team that we can then be rivals with Ballard FC. Even though I like Ballard FC a lot, had fun at their games. It would just be fun if Seattle for minor league soccer became the same as like England is for pro soccer, where they have like eight teams in London. So mm-hmm. I want I want like five minor league teams throughout Seattle. USL two teams. Are they as cool sounding as the... Um, Maybe we could do like Tuckwilla FC. Well... There's Ballard. There wouldn't I mean, be if you look across League State. 2, there is a total of 18 divisions. So there's a lot of teams. Damn. Well, let me say... Uh, 122 teams. <laughs> if it was up around my neck of the woods, there is a brewery that really likes the name of this podcast. So they named their brewery after it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. They're in a, they're Scuttlebutt Brewery in Everett, and that would be a fun... If if we somehow get come into a lot of money, and I'm now including myself on the board of your team that you're going to Yeah. So, um, I mean, we play against, in our Northwest Division, uh, Capital FC Atletico, which is a new name for the Salem team, I believe. Lane United FC out of Eugene. Ole Town, based out of Ole. Of course, PDX FC and United PDX. So there's two, um, two PDX teams now. So let's get another Seattle team in on this. Yeah, or at least just a sound, Puget Sound team. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. You really have to find a place where. I mean, I guess Everett has a field, 
there are there's a, a Tuckwilla, I presume you we could play at uh, where the rugby team is and stuff like that. So maybe let's form the a Tuckwilla naval FC. station. There's a naval station on the waterfront that has a big, huge field, and then man, if it just like ceased to exist, um, and then we could you know get a few GoFundMe's through our fan base and build a stadium. Um, yeah. on the water that'd be great all right scuttlebutt listeners let's make right this happen into the stadium oh let's make this happen edson buttle is the coach of the Win- westchester flames that's kind of cool really yeah that's i think that's I the only that coach i've heard of in the entire in the entire league the usl2 uh, of, of course besides right. our own here in in uh, ballard edson buttle oh jimmy conrad's the coach in san francisco i've heard of him as well Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, Let's do some scuttlebutt. Some further scuttlebutt. Um, Just keep it moving a little bit. Mm -hmm. I will have to say, I'm a little disappointed. It is a holiday, though. The holiday weekend. Our our Discord, even though it got a new member named Cheater. I just scan his scandalous eyes as it's... A cheater? They must be, they must be, like, maybe they work for pro referees. No, he's not alluding to anything in the bio, but uh, welcome, Cheater, to the Discord. Yeah, thank you. The link is in the show description. Join us, but I'm a little dis- disappointed in our little scuttlebutts because we have no scuttlebutt from our our little pool of listeners. Oh, well, that's okay. We can talk about how I just bought a new mattress for the first time in 15 years or something like that. You know, when there's no soccer to talk about from our listeners, let's talk about your mattress. Yeah, it was. I, I I did a lot of research and I found a deal, and then I entered in my discount code for being a teacher, and it gave me an even bigger deal. So I'm very happy. Oh, nice. So I'm going to be sleeping well, and so maybe I'll be more awake and lively on this podcast instead of now, where I wake up every morning in horrible pain with a broken down old mattress. Yeah, we're I we are we're freaking due. We've had ours since two thousand and twelve, and it was a do you, do you call it a hand me down when someone yeah they they moved to a place that had one less bedroom that barely used mattress in their guest bedroom, and we took it, and it's been twelve years. But our freaking dog, when she was a puppy, dug a hole right where your ass goes on one side, mm-hmm. and I lived with it because I was gonna make my wife sleep on it. And uh, we've had that hole with a mattress cover over the top of it for like when he's like five now. <laughs> so nice we're due. Uh, yeah, I guess I am. But another you nice are. Thing You're like I'm not going to have fun. I'm going to go watch this TV show with my wife, and we're like, "You're skipping a Sounders game to watch a TV show with your wife?" <laughs> someone when I told someone to that, uh, I think it was my dad. He what said, "How long it? have they been married?" Are they newly married? <laughs> Wait, what, what? What? Which match was that? And what show was it? There was a Wednesday night match that you missed to watch Vanderpump Rules. Oh, shit, dude! Not I don't need a wife. I'm that's that. I love that show. Yeah, but who knows? There's a <laughs> but, yeah. VR and then there's live performance. You, and you know me. Yeah, you're right. I did watch that live, whereas I normally even my yeah. diehard clubs and sports teams I'll watch on DVR, like the Mariners tonight. So, uh, more dad points, more husband points is I painted the inside of our door, front door today, or not yesterday. Not super exciting until I realized it's the wrong goddamn paint. There's more than one marigold. There's a marigold that looks. You got to bring a sample. Let me tell you, a burnt Tuscan yellow, and then there's a marigold that looks like French's fucking mustard. 
mm. and we have a mustard door. So I will be working uh, on that door again tomorrow for the holidays. What are you doing for the holidays tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to go to a buddy from high school that lives down the block, and then I'm going to drop by my parents' condo where they have a, a nice pool, and they're going to be barbecuing, and uh, they have a live, I think, rockabilly band playing? I don't know. Some band that one of the people lives right. there is in. So, uh, Actually, rockabilly would be awesome if I was stoned and or fucking drunk. Yeah, yeah, good times. Good times. I'm already swearing. I've had half a beer. I'm already swearing. <sighs> Explain what it does to you. Yeah, but you didn't tell me about your parents' condo with a pool. Oh, yeah. Bring Gracie over any time. I'll come. And, I'll meet you there. And me and, me and my wife. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. You two can come, too. I meant, I meant, <laughs> I meant all of you. <laughs> we almost weren't friends for like eight seconds there. I'm like, you, said, you bring Gracie over anytime. You, is what you need to be fit. Be. You can't just invite a three and a half year old over by yourself, Cameron. That's not allowed anymore. Oh, I do that all the time. My buddy, my buddies down the block. I know a, a, a two and a half year old and a four year old that I kick it with constantly. You're lucky I know you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that's fine. They're my friends. Here, but... I bring them presents. I mean, I've known their parents for 20 years, so. That is what you need to lead off with. Oh. <laughs> you know, just invite two and a half to four and a half year olds to your house to kick it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, happy 4th of July, everyone. It happy is our fourth. 50th episode. The Seattle Sounders won a game. We, we won. won a match. We won. We beat Houston. First time in our, yeah, 35 days. That was our last win. Yeah. Thanks, nothing. Houston. We don't have a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because that, Houston is, they had won they have, four or five games with us. In. Yeah. Well, and they have, fuck the other games, man. They have a problem with us. I mean, I did make a note that um, I'm going to be really annoyed if like a Houston-Seattle rivalry is like propagated by the, the league or Oh, we used to have fans. one with them. Like, I, don't, I don't care. Portland, 100%. That is yeah. our rival. Uh, LA pisses me off. Both of them, really, now. But historically, LA Galaxy and LAFC, just from a like a chest-beating. <laughs> Vancouver doesn't bother me. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I, I, I love didn't the city. and understand what was happening. Houston. What? I just, I just, sorry. This is worth interrupting. Um Last night at the Qatar Mexico match, uh, that Mexico lost one nothing. Uh, a oh, fan was stabbed, uh, and uh, and is critically injured. So, um, where was the match? It was in San Jose, uh, Santa Clara, technically, um, where San Jose plays, right, right by where I went to school. So, why was Mexico playing Qatar in San Jose? Gold Cup, California, Gold Cup. Qatar is part of the Gold Cup this year. Last time they were Qatar, worked, like the Middle East. Yeah, we usually invite one team that's not affiliated. Uh, last time it was Qatar as well. Um, when the World Cup was in South Korea, has been a part of it as well in the past. When it when the World Cup was in Korea and Japan, uh, so so we often invite the same way that like USA and Mexico can get invites to like Copa America and stuff like that. Well, we learned something new. Okay, so who stabbed who? Well, fans. I mean, it's it's. They also were doing really the, matter, but... the P chant, which is frustrating. They didn't stop the game. It's, um, 
that I've heard it multiple times, but not twice in a row, which they're supposed to stop the game and, in fact, maybe cancel it like they did the last time USA played Mexico. Um, so it, it it's frustrating when they don't. I don't think um, you're allowed to cancel Qatar. I think there's no, too much secret dirty. You'd be canceling there. Brazil. I mean, I mean, sorry, Mexico. I'm looking at Brazil because in 2003. I know, but the, Qatar was playing, and you know they don't disagree with it. Oh, yeah, they, it's, it doesn't matter. It's up to the refs, and the refs didn't do their job. But uh, it looks like in, in 96, Brazil was in the tournament. 98, Brazil was in the tournament. Uh, 2000, Peru was in it, and Colombia. 2002, oh, South Korea was. 2003, Brazil. So there's often um, other teams, uh, and then we didn't invite some for a few years there, but uh, Qatar, the last two, has been involved Um so it's 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 fun to see teams from other uh, zones come in and play. Other zones, yeah, zones That's of the exciting. world. Other confederations, residential zones, commercial zones, even yeah. industrial. Um, yeah. So I think this. Uh, we'll go back to what you're talking about. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I was just so shocked by the stabbing. Um, I think that this is a. Uh, we we saw people get beat up at that Mexico USA game in the league in leagues cup in uh, or nation leagues or whatever it was called in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, players and I, got beat up. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got Fans got beat up too. Well, oh yeah. 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 So so I think that this is probably uh, going to be something that is going to happen a bunch during the league the leagues cup, where we're going to see these fans that are causing violence continue to cause violence in American stadiums. Because for some reason, like, how is Las Vegas not ready for fans to act violently when they host the Raiders, the most violent team in the history of sports? Or just they host human beings at a sporting event in Las Vegas. Right, like, yes. They're already True. coming in, like, loaded. But and... Raiders fans are the, the have always been the... the are Vegas fans, even Raiders fans? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I know I'm sure. It's, they were, I mean, traditionally, they were Pittsburgh, like Broncos, or Raiders, depending on their age. So a lot were LA Raiders fans. I know people live in Vegas, but I just consider them to be hospitality employees. Oh no! I mean, my family's been there since uh, the your family's lived in Vegas. Oh yeah, my grandma lived there for a long time. My cousin, my mom's sister died. Both my mom's sisters lived there. Um, Like my cousin moved there when he was in college and has lived there ever since. And he was he's a few years older than me, so uh, yeah. I I didn't know this, and we're playing. There's a race in Vegas, and you've never mentioned that. It's the oh, first yeah, race we, in Vegas. I generally, well, it's because I generally get free hotels there, but that's not necessarily going to happen <laughs> on race when the Vegas race is there. If you just want to be in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, but if you have family that lives there. Yeah. We could crash with them. Sure. Not your whole family, though. That would be weird. But you and I could sleep on their couches. Randy going to, my wife going to a Formula One race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so so her. yeah, I love her. She once asked me in, it, during an NFL game. I was going to say match. Like when she first moved here, yeah, she's like, "Why does the clock stop sometimes for NFL?" And I was just like, oh, "I love you, but I can't answer that question because one, it's it's long. It's a long. It's a long answer. Two, you don't give a shit. You're just trying to make small talk because you just yeah. met my my mom like two days ago and you're hanging out and you just moved here." But it's a good question. Why? Wouldn't football be a lot more fun if it didn't stop except for in the fourth quarter at the end of like the last five minutes, maybe? 
what if they just ran it like soccer? And so we instead of having only seven minutes of actual play time during a three and a half hour game, we got you know, actual so, playing. You know, you throw the like you throw in the rule, the new rule in MLB with the pitch clock. You do a quarterback clock. Want to oh, get everyone yeah. lined up? You got forty seconds to get everyone lined up. The the game clock's not stopping you. Could happen. She's onto something. Big sports fan over there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. anyway, I'm into it. I I'm into, for the uh, third you, let's, time. Yeah, let's go back to to what you were talking about. But I just I don't remember know what I was talking about. Well, then let's talk about this. They are trying out a new offsides rule in Germany. Uh, I feel like Scotland or somewhere else, and maybe Italy. Where instead of any part of your body in front of the line, your entire body has to be in front of the line. So you could actually drag your toe and be on sides. And I have never been more for a rule change than this, other than maybe the allowing five subs over three um, Mm -hmm. substitution periods, uh, four if you count halftime. I think this is a great rule. It prevents, it makes the defense have to stay honest. They can't just play a high line and then let you run by. They actually have to play you. Um, I'm totally in favor of it because it, to me, it just logically makes sense. If there's part of your it's foot behind the line, you're behind the line. Yeah, I guess I don't really see the difference because you're going to be arguing a toe in either direction or That's a, true. A, a hand in either direction. But as long as people um, keep leaving it the same way. it's a fraction of a moment. It's a fraction yeah. of a moment. But usually offsides is way less than that. Like, it's all the offsides calls we see, not all, but the ones that are controversial are always, like, that close. And so I think it it changes the controversial call in some ways. But it a lot of those ones were called offsides. More will be onside. And that's what I'd like to yeah, see. Yeah, it'll just be the other you – know, the, the ones that used to be called offside will now be onside that are that close. Yep. But then they'll just be the same argument of was he onside or offside by, you know, a hair. True. Yeah. But well, same I, argument, but it's – Potentially big change. Might as well try it. Yeah, it's it's not a drastic change, and it does give a little bit more, um, lend to a little more action, probably. So I'd like to see it in the German and Scottish leagues, but not the Italian one officially on this podcast. Um, No, we're pro the Italian teams that didn't cheat. We're just against the Italian players on those teams. You didn't make that clear in your initial state opening. No, Italian. Hey, I said Italians. It's said, all the problem is Italians. <laughs> you just okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So big, big news there. Do we have any Sounders news? That's what I'm waiting to hear. Well, nope. I don't know about not that. Really. Rolled on, not played really. decent in the last game. Um, and uh, well, everyone played decent or above in the last game. It, you're talking about the USA game. Yep. Yeah. And we don't Jordan have an update. The field. I turned it off at halftime. I actually watched it, but I turned it was like, oh, we're blowing them out of the water. And then I was like, you know what? I want to watch. I, I still haven't finished Ted Lasso this current season. Oh, I haven't even started this season. Uh, well, I started watching it and it's like, okay, no M's game. Well, there was, but I already watched it. I don't need to see another blowout. And we don't do a podcast on the U.S. Men's National Team. So I'll look at the highlights. We already scored three goals or whatever at that point. So I, I, I turned it off. But did did Jordan play at all? Nope. Nope. Um, you know, uh, I think they're... None at all, actually? No, they're trying to move around the roster. It is frustrating that if he doesn't play again, that he's taking they've taken away one of our players. Uh, Christian mm-hmm. started and played, what, 60 minutes? So Yeah, no, like and, and he played well. Yeah. Um, 
He had he had one that should have been a goal, um, and he whiffed it. And of course, USMNT Twitter was attacking him because those US Mutant Ninja Turtles are jerks on the internet. <laughs> Except the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are awesome. Yeah, they uh, are. But I love I love that. That was awesome. Uh, my favorite thing ever was that the in the first game where um, Jesus Ferreira got his hat trick, one of the worst. Uh, accounts on Twitter that's a pro-rel USMNT uh, guy. So if you go pro-rel, you already know that they're not a reasonable person. Not that pro-rel is necessarily bad. It's just the people that shout about it are not reasonable. Uh, And uh, he said if he scores a hat trick, he'd delete his Twitter. And he hasn't done it yet. So I think we should start a campaign to make sure he does. I didn't know any background to the person behind the tweet or anything like that, but I did see a... A shout out for him to yeah yeah even even um, Taylor Twelman was calling for it that's how that's how awful this guy is that Taylor Twelman has recognized how awful he is. Hey, I, I kind of like Taylor Twelman. I do too, but I mean, usually a, a, a crappy Twitter user wouldn't make its way up to someone that high in the soccer realms. Uh, I beg to differ. I think Taylor Twelman did like one of my tweets a couple years mm, ago. Nice, very so. nice. Poop does float sometimes, Cameron. Yeah, it does. In a test. That's why we're 15 minutes late to recording today. What? Aaron, <laughs> that, was, that was TMI. Um, All-Star Game. We mentioned, mm. probably probably I mentioned, that we were playing Liga MX, which I believe we've done before, but I don't trust anything I say anymore, so I should record it all and publish it. Um, it's not Liga MX on the 19th. We are playing Arsenal, probably because we're playing all of Liga MX as a league a few days later, or a couple weeks later, the League's Cup. Yeah. So, uh, Arsenal playing MLS All-Stars. I forgot, like, I don't, I forgot to vote. I didn't see much marketing. I very well could be in in a bubble. Because I do that sometimes. Yeah, you, you're um, in a bubble. It's I've seen tweets. I've seen I've seen marketing around it. Not necessarily campaigns for the Sounders per se, but campaigns generally to go vote. I think it's because you hide away from Twitter. Except when I publish our show. Okay, fair enough. I also did I mention I'm going to the Mariners All Star game? Ooh, the you Mariners All Star game, the All Star game in Seattle. I, I did not. I was the Mariners also game will be playing at the same time because none of them are in it. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> They'll be. Uh, we got two, right? We got well, we got Luis Castillo well, Luis and Castillo got in, and then did someone else? Uh, not yet, but uh, or Cerveus. Scott Service Cerveus. However you what pronounce you that, say? that's how it's spelled. Service. service, like hey, that was some great service. Yeah, or, man, you should have some better service. Man, you should be a better coach. Uh, wait, what? He doesn't coach. He manages. Whatever. It's baseball. They don't coach. They have coaches. The managers mm-hmm. manage. He needs you to play MLB the show. You got to manage like your rotation, your lineups. It's tough. You can't I tell them what to do. I do those things. Um, well, I, I'm excited because I went to the. Well, did I mention this before? Because I won't talk about it if I have. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, family friend works for the Mariners. And my mom was able to hook it up for a Father's Day gift. So, pretty stoked about that. It was an option between the Home Run Derby and All-Star Game. And oh, you chose I right. Cho- and I, well, I did cho- choose right. 
I did also go to the Home Run Derby 22 years ago. I, did, I went to both 22 years ago. Mm, okay. Well, this so, is my time. Okay. I've done it. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm saying you still chose right. The, the, the Home Run Derby is going to be more fun, but the All-Star Game is more historic. Yeah. And that, I'm in my 30s now. And I'll be with my mom. So I'm, I'm looking more for just, I'm going to relax, enjoy, soak it all in. Know everyone's watching on the planet pretty much that likes baseball. Yeah. And in my city, I don't know where we're sitting, but I hope it's, if we're probably in the 300 level. I'm sitting hope, 300 level hope it's first last row, level. like I did for the playoffs last year. Oh, you'll be there? Yeah. Dope. Okay. Well, then uh, we'll connect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to the Home Run Derby. I'm going to that. I'm trying to, to move on. I can't go to uh, the Saturday, All-Star Saturday, which is the Futures game and the... And Swingman. Uh, yeah. Right? The, that Friday? That's Friday. Uh, it's the celebrity uh, softball game. Oh, uh, okay. And um, I uh, they're only 30 bucks, so I'm sure I'll be able to pass them on to someone in some fortune uh, fashion. But um, I am going to be watching the next Sounders game with Brad Evans, so... Uh, I have to, uh, um, uh, one of my friends got at the rave auction beers with Brad. So we're heading out to Ashley from rave foundations house, which apparently is on the water somewhere. And we're going to watch drink beer and, and watch the game with Brad. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. It's going to, I was glad to be invited. It's super cool. Yeah. So how many other awesome things have you invited me to that? I had no place at being. <laughs> I didn't. One? I didn't. I didn't win this. I was just. An, I'm an invitee. Just this tell time. him. Just like uh, Lloyd Christmas. It's mm. okay. I'm a limo driver. You just say it's okay. I'm an Esquire. <laughs> right. Uh, what's the no? soup du jour? What? It's a soup. Oh, from, yes, from Don. I'm like. Come on now. French, now you're Come just on randomly now. saying French phrases that don't make sense to what we're talking about. But now I get it. I get mm. it. Uh, that's really all I had was uh, MLS All-Star Game, and that really just turned into MLB All-Star Game. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing much. is I feel like it's a step down to have to play Arsenal. Um, Arsenal hasn't been good since Arsene Wenger left. They're not going to be good ever again. So, uh, Ever again. no, I mean, they're never going to win championship over there. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of sad that we have to play a crap team like Arsenal. Uh, okay. And I'll, and I'll say, I don't follow premier league much anymore. Um, but especially with how big our league has gotten. And I, I just think that focus on, especially we have a, now a whole tournament with Mexico. Focus on a traditional all-star format. Yeah. Internal. Look in. There's a lot of fans. There's a lot of great fan bases now. This isn't like 15 years ago where we need the exposure of a Premier League or a La Liga team coming in or something that we that we have. Or or, Munchen. Was it uh, Bayern Munchen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, agree. Like, and and what's the benefit that. to us as the fan, right? Like, if it's against the Sounders, if it's the Sounders hosting a friendly, every dollar from a ticket sold goes mm-hmm. to our transfer budget. Of course, that doesn't matter right now because we have no cap space because mm-hmm. of Ariaga. But uh, it's 
where's the benefit for us, the fan, to bring in a team like that to sell tickets? Like those tickets, mm-hmm. they're going to sell them anyways. So it's just kind of dumb. I don't know. Maybe if we hosted one, I would feel differently. But we're never going to host because they'd have to put down grass, and they don't. They they believe the lie that turf is bad compared to grass when every single FIFA study shows that you do not get hurt more often than turf. And in fact, the kind of injuries you get are easier to come back from than the ones you get on grass. Yeah. We don't have the, we don't have to go on that tangent, but I do have to agree. And there's also a stability and a consistency to turf mm-hmm. through rain or shine through yeah. weather. You know, I mean, that's how Connor Casey blew out his knee for uh, when he played for Colorado when he came to Seattle. Right. The turf, the grass came out and he blew out his knee. So, yeah. So, and plus, when they put it, the grass down, it bothers my allergies because it's not rooted. So, the pollen just floats everywhere. So, I leave the game with my eyes basically swollen shut. I never thought about that. It's so oh. bad. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess I think at this stage, especially with the, the effort that the league as a single entity is putting into getting more and more clubs and really focusing on competing regionally, again, basically like let's, let's go toe-to-toe with Mexico. Hmm. That's, what, that's what they're looking to do. Because yeah, if we that's, can that's our goal is to Mexican be teams, yeah. we're the best team, we're the best league on this side of the globe. Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's been our test. That's, uh, that's what Garth Lagerway has said. That's why we've stopped playing major teams and started playing Mexican teams in our friendlies mm-hmm. was to see how we match up against them as the Sounders. And now that we've won the, the Champions League, we've shown that we can be better than them. Yeah. As a league, we need to get there. And one way we're not there and may never be there is salary. They pay so much more money than any of our teams do. It's not even Which, funny. I mean, we should that, not be that, able to compete. That will change. That's yeah. It's just so incremental. I mean, it has changed if we go back fifteen years from now, right? Or but then fifteen it, years it, ago, it was flat. It has for changed considerably. Because and now of, they just think what fifteen yeah. years will be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They're just trying to control it as much as possible, which makes sense, so it doesn't go out of control. Right. But, I'm not worried about it going out of control uh, because I imagine. If it's like the NFL, and I imagine it's got to be depending on the TV deals, the money the teams bring in is probably more than the uh, um, the salary cap. So, for example, in the NFL, the salary cap's what like three twenty six million or something, somewhere up there. I think it's mid two hundreds right now. Yeah, whatever it is, they bring more than two hundred million dollars more into each yeah. team on TV. So the players are all paid for. Those greedy owners are not playing, paying for the players. The TV money is paid for those players. And so mm-hmm. that's why it always baffles my mind that people side with owners over players because the owners are getting free players to come play for them. They should have to compensate them. I'm not there to go see, you know, Adrian Hanauer. I'm there mm-hmm. to go see, you know, uh, Cody Baker. Who really like to make some contact in this game and in the previous one, but um, we'll get into the game here shortly. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, I guess, on the NFL. I mean, that's I, I've never seen a PL statement in the NFL, but we know how much money they make on TV. There's a pile of money they make organically through them, their own silo as being a, their own club, the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And then they got to pay their players. So they can say that their earning money is going towards paying their players, but then sure, TV is just a bonus. Whatever, you're you're 
TV is paying for your players. So I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But eventually, I think MLS, I mean, I, I like, I do like where MLS is going in terms of its, uh, its growth. And I am excited about that. And yeah. it's, it's, it has shown that we have had to continue just grinding to be a top team every single year. And ultimately, we didn't make the playoffs likely because of the growth of this league and we weren't growing as fast as we were in comparison to the league if we were going to if we were to kind of race a league uh, but the Sounders just got off hit the ground running winning trophies and then we lulled and then we won the US Open Cup and a supporter shield and then we won the MLS Cup and then we appeared and then we kind of built back up again and then we seemed to kind of lull the last couple of years we never so, had a lull like we did the last couple of years though. Like we've never been that close to missing the playoffs. We, our average finishing point in, in the MLS leading well, in the last season was second. Yeah. I think he, our worst. But was, I think that feeling was the fact that we had stretches where it's like we were playing terribly. Oh yeah, know? definitely. And then, and then but we made changes back up and make the playoffs, but we, yeah. And we made changes and we made signings and in the summer. And that's not something we can do right now. And, and now, um, our GM, <laughs> whose name is not coming to my head right now, Craig Craig Weibel, uh, did say publicly to people who went to who got to go to Sounders practice the other day uh, that uh, our team is too old and needs to get younger, and next year there will be some big moves. So what that means, wow. I don't know. My guess is that means Freddie wouldn't be coming back. We won't see Kellen Rowe. Um, if we see Raul or and or Nico, it will be at much diminished payment because um, they can still perform for us. But the amount of money they're taking up is not representative of mm-hmm. what they're providing to the team. That is great teasing for our next topic at hand, yes. which is typically the Seattle Sounders. So let's talk about them. Let's let's go to break for a second, take a breather, and uh, discuss both this match against Houston, where we won, and all of that what you just said, because that is kind of telling to maybe the path that we might see through maybe the summer and through the winter window. Now, it is time to talk about the Sounders and celebrate, but I did finish my beer, and I did get something specifically to drink for our 50th episode together, Cameron. It's going to be a little different sound effect. Go ahead and look at your screen. And here we go. Can I get it? Don't shoot your eye out. I know, right? (laughs) <laughs> this is Jesus. Well, um, trying to open a bottle of champagne for like a minute. So what happens when you go to Seven Eleven and try to buy champagne? Only the classiest of drinks come from Seven Eleven.
Alright, sound effect that I can rely on. Here we go. Well, happy 50th, Cameron. Yeah, 50th episode. At least the champagne is cold, and now that my hands are raw, <laughs> I'm trying to open it. Uh, I have a, something nice and cool to hold on to. Alright, Seattle Sounders. We beat Houston one nothing. Um, I thought initially my takeaways, we looked uh, great the whole match, actually. Yeah. Uh, probably it looked like a match where we should have scored two to three goals, and they probably should have scored one. Yeah. Uh, so it looked like a win. And those matches will happen uh, throughout a season where you only score one and look like you should score more. Our issue has been we can't score one. And if <laughs> we can, we can't score more than one. That has been our issue for months. So the fact that the, we actually got one in and got the win, um, I don't care about the multiple goals because I did see it there. We sh- and that will happen if we play the exact same way again next game. I think we score two or three goals. We don't we don't get shut out. So yeah, I, and our next game's at Vancouver, match. so that would be real great. Mm-hmm. You know the other. What do you think? The the big takeaway I had, other than what you just said, which that we looked good and we deserved to win, was that uh, I think Cody Baker continues to be solid, but he's going to have those moments like when he becomes a NFL linebacker and completely just takes down the defender and gets a yellow card and then acts like, why did I get a foul? Uh, I think, I think that sub from Schmetzer was great. Um, you know, sub mm-hmm. him off early. You don't want him to get another yellow. Interesting um, that uh, they chose Kellen Rowe over, uh, you know, a, a healthy Reed Baker Whiting because they had been playing Reed as that sub there. And uh, uh, Kellen Rowe obviously changed the game. Uh, even though he was only on the, the field for 10 minutes. And he literally had probably the biggest effect on the game by getting fouled, earning the foul. It was a great sequence. Yeah. Um, and the dude just happened to get a yellow fouling Nico one, was it? A minute or less than Michael? a minute before. They were back Michael? to back. Yeah. So, um, you know, and yeah. watching that, I think if he hadn't had that foul a minute before, I don't know if he gives the yellow on that foul. It was a foul. But you could tell Roe was kind of looking for the contact. So it was a foul. Uh, that was a yellow. I, I'm, Did you see the replay? Yeah, from I, wa- the, I watched the replay like a bunch of different times. He, he took a hard yeah. step to the left and had his left arm out. Yeah, but it's he barely touched him. Not... And Roe leaned into him to, to initiate the contact. So uh, was it a foul? Yes, absolutely. Um, is it a yellow? Only if it's only if. Rowe's going to bust down that side and have a wide open chance on, on, uh, which to he cross did, it. Where he had the opportunity to, the yeah, ball which, was laid off perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I'm fine with the yellow card there. I, I think it was a little bit of a, a, a soft hit for a yellow. And I don't think he gets it in most situations if he hadn't just made a harder foul right beforehand. But I think the way it looks to that referee, that looks hard, right? That looks like he's stepping across his body and taking him out. Mm. It kind of, in a similar vein, you saw Sissoko do that, like in the 18th, early in, like halfway through the first match. Sissoko did something where he wasn't making a play on the ball, stepped in to make sure his body was there. Except that was more in the middle of, like amongst yeah. the play of of the of the game, yeah. where that was clearly I got beat. Um, but the same sort of sidestepping action. 
Yeah. Um, Cody Baker, by the way, I feel like he actually was getting his ass beat <laughs> when he first started playing. Hmm. Um, like in terms of just getting shouldered and knocked down, and he had a he had something. Oh, really you don't mean like, like he might have been gone out because of his him. head. Hmm? Oh, I, I thought you meant the defender was. You meant the defender was running past him. No, he was getting manhandled. Yeah, well, I, I was just noticing, and I and I thought of it to myself in this match that Cody Baker in this match looks like he's like come out. He's back with vengeance against mm. the just not Houston in general, but just other players from the opposing team that have been kind of beating him up in his first appearances, just physically. Yeah. He was getting there was I forget which match it was. It was like three weeks ago when we first started seeing him, and he almost got like it was like is this a head is this a head thing. I forget who we were playing, but uh, yeah, I mean, and it, it's been that way. You see him like there was a game he didn't get subbed out and he just he at the end of it, he's so physically and emotionally drained that he just collapses. He's giving his everything to the team. And, uh, you know, I. I still think we are a week or two away from full new who. So let's say Alex. Uh, I don't know. Is Alex coming back? I didn't actually see what happened if El Salvador advanced or not. Um, but Your pastor, we'll, we'll have to look um, at the Gold Cup results here. But uh, if Alex comes back, I think I would like to see Cody start one more game over Nuhu, which I don't think they'll do. Um, but But I would like to see it just because I think he provides more long-term benefit to the team in the game. As in the single game where knew who uh, he did. He, he was, he's almost hundred percent. You can tell he like played really, really well down the stretch in this mm. game as well. Um, El Salvador could still advance if they win and Martinique uh, ties or loses. Uh, so they, we won't know for a, a little bit longer until well tomorrow. Regardless, regardless of when Alex comes back, we have Vancouver on the eighth the end of the week. Yeah. But I mean, Alex could be back San Jose that game. on the 12th. Then we have San Jose on the 12th. Then we okay. have Dallas on the 15th. That's at San Jose. So, uh, yeah, it is PayPal park. So it was BC PayPal back to Lumen against FC Dallas on the 15th, which is a week prior to Huge RSL. Games. Uh, so three matches in a, in a week starting on Saturday. Um, regardless of Alex, you're going to need rotation anyway. So you're going to see new who you're going to see Baker. Yeah. Which I think is probably an ideal situation with both of them. At you, we think you were saying, knew who's probably full match fitness, just about there. Yeah, I think he's close, but I, I don't think more, he's quite one there. more match or something. So you're going to get that one more match probably. Yeah. Um, and I and I agree with you. I like the effort. Um, I think it has a there's knew who's missed a lot of time, and Alex for that matter as well. And we are still like the second best just from a goal against stat, but the second best defense. I think we have given up 21 or 18 or something 18. like that. Yeah. 18. Which is the best in the West. Nashville. Is that what you just said? I said we're the best in the West. Yeah. And I think Nash- uh, Nashville's given up 16. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned this last episode. Yes, we have our frustrations with those stupid goals we've given up that have pro- that have definitely cost us points. But the issue here, like the Mariners, is not defense; it is offense. Um, well, technically, pitchers start with the ball, but <laughs> it's defense. Uh, 
But you know, like Mariners' best asset has been pitching, and the reason we haven't been performing to expectations is because of our offense. So that has been our issue as the Sounders. And the fact that Cody Baker has stepped in over the course of a month and a half or so, Reed Baker Whiting as well, shout out to him, the Bakers. He played. He's played well as well. So to be up there mm-hmm. with not giving up goals and yeah. playing at this level. Yeah, not I mean, I'd like to see him do more offensively if you're a, an outside back. But yeah. uh, you, you do see a little bit of that with him. Uh, you know, we, we're tied for second with LAFC for, in goal differential in the West with seven. Uh, St. Louis is at 15. So they are... Uh, dominating scoring wise they have way more goals than anyone else and they've played one less match than us so it's interesting i mean we uh have played two three 19 23 more games than lafc still which is insane uh, but these games coming up matter because we have vancouver who's currently at ninth they lost this last weekend which which is good for us in that they can't pass us if we lose this game now coming up which i know we're not too yet i'm just talking about sounders and where they're in the standings uh, they could get within uh, four points if they win. Um, you know, beating Houston was huge because they stay five points behind us. San Jose is now only uh, uh, four points behind us. So that match is going to be a huge match to keep them below us. And Dallas is only three points behind us. So like we said last week, now is the time where the team, we can no longer walk along and lose and hope that we're going to stay in the top of the table or even in a playoff spot. And we did the, we made the first step right there. We beat Houston. We beat Houston in a game where we may not have deserved it. It maybe should have been a zero zero tie based on if they didn't get that red card. Um, I don't think a goal was coming for us. There was, I, I saw us as the far better team. Even but, that goal. Uh, that, was a, that was a great, Right, but we were we had an extra player at that point, so it was an amazing goal. But I, I don't think that goal comes the same way if if we don't have an extra player in there. So, uh, and they're sitting back more at that point. They're kind of parking the bus. So well, we used our skills. We we dissected them when yeah. they were more beautiful trying goal. to hold on to the point. Absolutely beautiful goal. But uh, there, I think if without the red card though, I don't I don't see us scoring there. Um, but that doesn't matter because it's it's how you score, right? So we need to go in Vancouver, who's allowed 26 goals this year. Uh, they've scored uh, five more goals than us, though, um, in uh, three less games, mind you. So uh, we're near the bottom. I think we're 12th in the league in uh, goals per game. Uh, I, we've plummeted in the last month. Yeah, because we're, we're not scoring. nosedive. Yeah, we're, than, we were at the top before. Yeah, even though we, uh, I guess it's already explicit and you've said it before, we found the clit where we yeah. scored three goals against Charlotte. Yeah. But other than that, we have done jack. So right. a go- getting a goal and winning is absolutely massive. Right. Um, but if we beat FC Dallas, if we beat Vancouver, suddenly the only one we're really worrying about at this stage is Salt Lake. In terms of we have a bubble, we have a space between us in the standings where we have a little more breathing room. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious how this league's cup is going to affect, and I think I've said this before. How, like, I am reserving all 
anxiety on the playoffs or where we are at, at the t- on the table from the table's perspective or points per game, all this. Cause we, I'm more concerned holistically about the club right now. And I like seeing what we're doing. I like, I like the, the focus on Leo Chu. Ooh, I love the focus on Leo Chu. That match. I knew you were going to be so happy about that from that game, because even until last game, I still heard people complaining about him. And you saw this game, him not just to run along the outside, beat people and cross it to the first man. He would cross it to the, the second running man, which imagine what that's going to be when we get Christian back, because that's what he's good at. Uh, you saw him cut in at the yeah. top of the box. You saw him cut in at the middle of the box and beat defenders. Shoot it. You saw him saw shoot, shoot it. From you saw range. him one to it. Well, pass to him, he passed it back, pass to him, and then he passes it for an assist. Like, mm-hmm. he continues to grow as a player, and I feel like every game isn't going, you know, no one grows linearly, lin, lin, yeah. in a linear fashion. Linearly. Linearly. <laughs> But but so he he'll he has these little waves of like okay he doesn't have the best crosses today but then you keep mm-hmm. it's always upward trajectory though and he the trend is yeah the trend is, is upward is, he looked yeah. fantastic I was so, I was excited enough that I'm gonna buy a jersey and put Leo Chu on it is that why you asked for my shirt size no thank you now you owe me a jersey because I just cornered you into it um, <laughs> yeah no he you saw the best parts of his game. And the best parts of his effort this year, mm-hmm. uh, what he's been focusing on, because he he was owning his side of the field, um, and it's all it's it's just a guarantee. You know what you're gonna get when the ball gets pushed through him. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you're excited to see him get the ball now. There's an expectation for when he gets. He's his feet are very very quick. He's very technically sound, and he's he's just overall quick. Like how he can dance in the box like he did, and the connection with the other players with with Ladero yeah. with that one two, and then he this it's not, still nutmeg as it goes the celebration. through guys. the celebration. Oh, the hump humping the air humping ECS. <laughs> I loved it. He did like All thirty the of them angle. too. I know, he was so like excited. Gatling gun of humps. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, and that win it. got us back to third in points per game. And it dropped Houston, who was gaining on us, all the way down to seventh, and and Dallas is at fifth. So RSL is now the closest team behind us. It looks like. So right? we can say, and, and, and no, Dallas said, is point zero three ahead, but still, yeah. it was, again, it was I'm, a huge win. I am really looking at the table after League's Cup to see how it affects. Like, what what does this do to the league? Yeah, I guess like, I guess I don't. It's, I'm not I'm concerned about how it all goes. that as much as I am about what does Lee's Cup do for the Sounders' chemistry once they have all those players back. Mm-hmm. Because if we well, get, that's what I mean, it could be a complete crapshoot because every club has that same kind of like, what will this do to our club? Like, our right? But no, but the Sounders like, need. We're missing our best players. We're <laughs> we are playing well without them. If you're taking Alex Christian and Jordan and putting them back into the lineup and getting them a run of games because we're guaranteed, what, at least two? Um, we have one on the 23rd at Salt Lake and one on the 30th home versus Monterey. Monterey first, yeah. Um, and in that case, and, and could go further, but also could get a break. 
So I think it's it's having being able to integrate those players back because that's when the Gold Cup ends is uh, two weeks from yesterday, right when that's starting. And so getting those players back, for me, it's about how do we fit them back in the team and get in a run of form so that the second half of the season we can – Make sure we stay at the top of the table, and I, I think we're Sorry. not. <laughs> what was that? that was my, sure. my, my body didn't like that. I was. <laughs> I think that we're not going to the top of the table again. And um, sadly, I, I think that we're not going to catch Cincinnati uh, or Nashville or New England <laughs> for the supporter shield. But yeah, you know, we East, could. The East Coast always gets the supporter shield now. Yeah, because they get to play crappy teams like Charlotte. New York, Red Bulls, uh, Chicago, Toronto, and Miami. Now, that's going to be the interesting one. Miami is currently sitting in last place with 16 points. How is MLS going to make sure they win the cup? Right. (laughs) I mean, they are going to have to go on such a tear because they have 0.84 points per game right now. And they have only won five games, yet lost 13. When does Messi... When does he start? Uh, July 21st is his first game. So they're going to have August, September, and I guess that's So the it. League's Cup, basically. League's Cup, August, and September. So they can tr- – all they got to do is make the playoffs. Right now they're only 10 points out. That's true. And so that's only three games. teams make the playoffs in a 30-team league. Right. But um, what is it going to mean if Messi doesn't make the playoffs? That's just insane. Well, I mean, if if he does a Gareth Bale, um, granted they they made it, but I don't think I think he plays next season, right? Oh yeah, I think he's playing. A little ridiculous to do season. all this crap, yeah. And and then, no, no, he's yeah, here until he retires, anyway. whenever that is, and then he's going to own an MLS team. That's all. That's part of this whole deal. He's going to own Chris Henderson. I don't think he'll own that team. It's Beckham's team. He'll get his. He'll get. I could see him owning Vegas or something. Chris Henderson is the. the he's in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you say he? I was oh, I, you said he's going to own him. I'm saying I don't think he's going to own Miami. He's going to own a different team. Oh, okay. I just assumed he would own Miami. No, that's yeah, Beckham's I'm team. Stupid. I'm stupid. Anyway, uh, yay, go Sounders! Uh, it should be said that Rui Diaz did start. Yep. Um, Welcome back. back from his family leave, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, bereavement, yeah. his father Sorry for passing. his loss. I can't imagine what that would be like. I'm having to get close to... I have to think about that now because my parents talk about it all the time because they're old, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... You know, I mean, anyone dying is terrible and you're the closest people in your family are the last people you'd want to lose. So... Yeah. Um, you take as much time as you need, pretty much. And he came back, and you could tell he he was head head down in a let's get shit done mm-hmm. fashion, not in a you know long face head down. Um, what am I trying to say? That he just looked he looked like himself, but he was just a little rusty. Yep, yep. And, like and he, had, he did get he, frustrated. He, long-term shot, he, he, long-term he came back to defense shots. a few times, which which yeah. he does in frustration, which he needs to stay where he goes. But you're right. He he will be fine. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he got a start. Yep. And then we have this quick run of games. I like that 
he's starting, and then we'll sub him off for a bear. We'll sub him off for Freddie, yeah. uh, potentially JMO uh, when Gold Cup's over. But I, I want him to start just so there's co- that continuity. Mm-hmm. I love this lineup right now. Yeah, so I like great. I like Ladero not in the middle. It's it's clear he he finds himself in his favorite spots anyway. So yeah, let's what, not just have a base camp there because that's where Rusnak is dominating, and he fucking scored by being in the middle of the park. And yeah, was but what? But what was fascinating about that was they didn't keep him on the right because he clearly couldn't do it. They had a full on triangle diamond going mm-hmm. where you would see Rusnak on the left and um, and. Uh, who who's Chu, and then Chu would move around, and so they would have all three of them cycling where Rusnak would be here, and then the defenders would pull up on the far side, so you would have Rusnak and Chu playing off each other on the left. Then uh, Rusnak would cycle out, and then Lodero would suddenly be on the left with Chu. And so it was fascinating watching this happen mm-hmm. uh, because it made us much more dynamic. And if that's what they're going to do moving forward, I agree with you. I want center attacking mid to be Rusnak solidly. But if Nico can figure it out where he doesn't need to stay on the right, but can still, we can cover that side of the field. Whereas what we were seeing was Baker move up and the, and the center backs move over and everyone just kind of cycled. So you almost had like a diamond at the, uh, which we see a lot at our defensive side too, where they are cycling through as well. Um, because they have to do it because you see Obed go up so much. Which, and I'll, and I'll get to Obed in, uh, in a second because I, I just love that kid. But that it was like our, our, set, our defensive midfield and our, and our back line was hurting a miniature hurricane. Hmm. The spinning yeah. offensive storm. Between Rusnak, Ladero, Chu, and Rui Diaz, and it was almost like two out. two of them going, and then one would cycle in this way, and then would come back and cycle into the other, and exactly. like it was it was fascinating. And you haven't watched the season of of Ted Lasso yet, but essentially that's half the season is learning that that whole Pep Guardiola, everyone's involved, kind of figure it out, and and this yeah. wasn't everyone, right? But when you have JP, you have Obed starting plays. You have the players interchanging the way they were um, up up top. It it looked really fluid, and you're gonna miss some. You're gonna miss some shots. You're gonna miss some passes. But overall, we were controlling the game, and they didn't know how yeah. to defend it. And it was in a very enjoyable match to watch. And I'm one nothing. It felt like two three goals to. They should have had one. They should have had one, um, but definitely not two, in my opinion. That no, was, that we, was we were by far the better team. team. I was, yeah. uh, despite me saying that I don't think we score that goal and probably go down and, and finish zero zero tied. That doesn't mean I don't think we shouldn't have scored those goals. We just were not quite there yet, and we're going to well, get there. there was, I mean, there was a there was another chew to, to Rusnak, and he just completely biffed it. Yeah, he leaned back. So. Uh, he, yeah, he really, so. if he had, if he had, but again, that was after uh, we already had the red card because Reed Baker Whiting um, was on the field at that point. Cause if, mm-hmm. if Chu 
I mean, sorry, if Rusnak steps out of the way, Reed Baker Whiting is a straight on shot on goal, but he didn't know that. But yeah, he just leaned back a little bit too much. I was so hoping for him he would get that second goal. And I'm not saying we're not going to score goals because I think what we're seeing is not only can we score goals, there's more goals left on the table. Our expected goals Mm -hmm. for that game was like 1.74 and their expected goals for that game was like 0.47 or something like that. And maybe the the decimal points are reversed, but uh, we definitely deserved more than a goal in that game and they deserved less. But um, I was, I was excited. I thought it was a great, great game. It left me happy. Um, I want to see more of this and I'm hoping we can go up to Vancouver and, and, and just do it. So let's talk about that for, 30 seconds before we pull this into port Vancouver. They are sitting just above the new line, which is between the ninth and 10th position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're above uh, sporting KC and Peter herpes. <laughs> they have 25 points or SKC has got 24. Now they're, they're they a have... story of being great at home and being terrible on the road. They have five wins, one loss, and four draws at home. I was just gonna say. Yet that. they only have one win and five losses on the road. So this and this where is are not we playing, a Cameron. We're playing in Vancouver. Yeah. So this is not a walk in and get easy points like it could have been in the past with Vancouver. This is a you're gonna go in there and have to gut out a win if we're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're three, four, and two away. Yep. So we're not the best away, but better than we seen in some other instances and and honestly uh the sounder again i bring the word holistic back we have not been performing consistently well because i don't think we've had a consistent team and i've been critical of the lineups we put out there the the substitution tactics the the tactics in general because i think we haven't figured out what to we haven't had a consistent pool of players to keep putting out the same thing and seeing what works and then trying it again. So, oh, great, we have Alex, and he's back. Ah, Rudy Diaz, ah, Jordan Morris, ah, Christian Rodon, ah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Obed Vargas, even. <laughs> like, I mean, went to the under-20s. So, and he is, he and JP is my favorite pairing. I, I'd really like Atencio. What he's growing into, I like the potential, but I like Obed now. I like him now. Yeah, with Ob- I think with Obed's Ob- the, the, the... I think... The for uh, now, I would consider moving Christian back there. I would absolutely consider that and starting him over Obed. What we're doing up front right now, yeah. But then there's George. Like, so this is a conversation. The now conversation is I love <laughs> Obed Barnes back yeah, yeah, there, yeah. but in two weeks <laughs> we're having a whole new conversation, and I'm not ready for it. Nor do we have time for it. So yeah, and and, and you know the, the Whitecaps just lost to Kansas City uh, pretty handily. They Ooh, are that's missing a tough loss then. Yeah, they are right behind them in the standings. They're they missing. Help, help them catch up. Um, they are missing Gressel, who is on 29 years old, just uh, made his first start yeah. ever for the U.S. men's national team. And I was like, why are we bringing in a 29 year old uh, outside back? And he proved to me while watching these games, he is good. So that's a huge loss for Vancouver there. Uh, they actually just signed uh, one of their MLS Next Pro players, Levante Johnson, up to be a. Uh, uh, a starter, uh, not a starter, sorry, on a first team contract because he has six goals and one assist in 12 games. Uh, so, uh, you know, we don't, we don't really know what we're going to see from them in this upcoming game, but uh, it, it should, it should be interesting. And hopefully their, their fortress at home can kind of be penetrated because uh, they lost three, nothing at, it was at um, Kansas city. So 
it's it's the home home ones that we got to worry about. And they have four straight home games coming up through July and August. So they could make a huge run here. They play Seattle, Austin, LA Galaxy, and San Jose. They can make a huge run up the table if they if they continue their huge. Austin's above them, twenty six points. Yep, to their twenty five, and then San Jose's twenty eight to their twenty five. Yep. So, yeah, so and, and we're above them. So three three of the six, seven, eight teams above them, they play and could jump jump up the table uh, quite a bit, and they should beat LA Galaxy, of course, because LA Galaxy are terrible. It's just the fall from grace since Beckham. Yeah, I mean, uh, post Beckham. I mean, since since uh, what did they do with Beckham? They had Robbie Keane. They were great with Robbie Keane. They won. They I won. I, the only, MLS Cup I only picture Robbie Keane and Beckham together. What was, was there's that one? Uh, they went to about an LA Laker game. Hmm. I don't know why I said LA Laker game. <laughs> the Laker game for like I mean, twenty five. They didn't go to a, a Minneapolis Laker Lakers game, game so. Which is why I'm a Laker fan, actually. My whole family's from Minnesota, and I was a young child, and I was like, ah, then I like them. They're not there yeah. anymore. I don't know what that means. What's relocation? I'm eight. <laughs> um, but it was David Beckham and a fan, and the fan was Robbie Keane. <laughs> <laughs> David Beckham and a fan attend an L.A. Laker game. I wonder how um, different what... Sounders history is if we had signed Robbie Keane, which was the plan. L.A. Galaxy stepped in and stole him was from that us the plan? second. Yeah. Oh, Syn- you, we synopsis, had 30 seconds. Go. We had a contract ready for him, and it was the, all the terms were agreed to. It pretty much not signed, but agreed to. And then, uh, this is my understanding: is LA Galaxy came in and, and offered him more and probably ridiculous amounts of under the table money, stole him away. Oh, imagine what he's like up front. But everyone that? loves him then. Instead of hating him, he becomes. Well, when was that? Uh, when he went to LA. Yeah, but when was that? I that you'd have to go back probably, around... probably 2013. I don't know. Twenty. I was gonna say around Deuce then. So that did we already have Deuce when we were trying that? I don't know. I don't I'm know. much rather love our history with Deuce than even if Robbie Keane did the exact same shit or scored even League more MVP. Goals. Deuce is so much cooler. I think it's more likely we we have them two and not Oba. Ooh, no. And, Oba and, and Deuce are much more fun. Here's the thing, though. Oba didn't do nothing in the playoffs. He, I know, which is why he's not there. He's he did score I said zero he was more fun. goals. I know. But imagine if we got goals in the playoffs in those games. We might win the championship earlier. Left hand, I'm holding somersaults. Right hand, I'm holding a round-off back handsprings. Mm. 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 Now, I'm hearing a little something. 18 of of the back handsprings is much more than an MLS cup. I'm hearing a buoy and some dinging, which makes me think that we're getting close to pulling this into port. So I'm going to need a score prediction for you this weekend at Vancouver. I have two predictions. One is the fact that our listeners love you didn't give us any scuttlebutt to talk about, which the first half is all about what you guys want to talk about, not us. Yeah, scolding them is going to make them want to participate. <laughs> no, no, no. My prediction is you're all going to go for our 50th episode out, mm. and you're going to either find one friend to join the Discord mm. or one friend to just... No, one friend to join the Discord, or you're going to get on your review of your podcast. I don't, everyone, I, I forget which ones actually have reviews or stars or ratings. Apple Podcasts, but the rare and time Google. we go to those ones. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Give us do give us a review, no matter what. But go get a friend to either join the Discord or listen to an episode. 
introduce us to other people. There's people out there craving Sounders news. There's people out there who want to have these discussions. I wouldn't say we're news. And, uh, <laughs> but we discuss the news. And they don't have the outlet because there's nothing. I mean, sure, uh, side by side. You've got, you've got Zach and, uh, and Brad's podcast, Zach Awani. Um, but they're not the same as us because they're coming from a player's perspective. We are like you, chilling here, having a drink, just talk, talking, talking the talk. So, so attempting to open a bottle of Seven Eleven champagne for five minutes. <laughs> so, so uh, after you do that, come back. Okay, now we're back. What's your score prediction for the Sounders at Vancouver? Um, realistically. It's a week between matches. We looked very, very good. It's a very, very similar surface. Not a long trip, which we are very fortunate to to have when we play our Cascadian rivals. Three one. Ooh. Us? If not three nothing. I wow. think those goals fall in. I think there's I think we saw connections get made. And the fact that we did score and win versus not score and lose or not score and draw uh, is going to really elevate the effort. And that's a terrible, no, I hate saying effort um, because I definitely believe every player that steps on a field, at least, well, I believe you can't judge effort. Um, The confidence is there. That's what I should say. The confidence that this is, this can be done. We are capable. It's always been there. We knew that. Just proved it. Just didn't get two or three or four goals. It was and it, and and the Houston match was just kind of disjunct with the yellow cards and the choppiness, yeah. but still had beautiful play happening through it. Yeah. So it's like we were trying to fight through. And I just hacked the hell out of blackberry bushes and stuff in my backyard with a machete. It's kind of like we hacked through kind of the crap that we've been dealing with. And we just kind of we might have just figured something out. And I hope that guiding the the hurricane up north will result in three one. That'd be great. I would I would love that because we have not seen them uh, play poorly at home for quite some time. They beat us there on May twentieth, of course, two nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they beat Houston Dynamo six two on May thirty first, but that was with the red card. For Houston, I think yeah, they have 16. two red cards, maybe. And so I think they're only they lost to Sporting KC. No, that was at KC. So yeah, they have not lost at home. Like they're all they had some ties, but otherwise they've they've um, played very well. Uh, well, I'm, they do. I'm gonna say they, do I'm gonna say one one. I think we get our goal and we allow a late goal and finish one one. You know, I wouldn't be upset with that if we looked the way we did. Yeah. In this match, we go on the road against a rival that's playing well at home, phenomenal at home, and they score. And yet we, especially if we score second, if they get their goal in the first half, and we still look good, and we're almost getting it, almost getting it going to halftime. It'll be like the LA goal. LAFC game where we were down immediately and spent the entire game trying to score. And if we get mm-hmm. that goal, that game feels we so get different. It. Yeah. It feels like a it win, feels right? so much different. Yeah, especially now that Vancouver is a good enough team. They've right. always been 
pretty. Just- we need the three points, though. So please, Sounders, go out and get the three points. Uh, Listen to me, Sounders, not Cameron. But we need the three points. Get it, get it. You can do it. It's Vancouver. Come on. Get it, get it. Put your ass into it. All right. Oh, we're, I see James. Yeah. Wait, before James gets here, though, we got to talk real fast. Where can they find you on the internet? Well, we've already talked about this. I'm on the internet, but I'm always two days late. Doesn't matter. Um, well, it does matter. We have a poor, we have a poor dude from the a Houston podcast we did a year ago. Right. DM me, and I didn't catch it for Should three days. It's like, hey, let's talk about it. Yeah. Everyone DM Cameron. He'll tell you his stuff in a second. But if you want to reach out to me, I'm Aaron Lingley, A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y on Twitter. Cameron? You can get me uh, at Legal Minded Punk on Twitter, on Instagram. That's Legal Minded Punk, all one word. Twitter, Instagram, and at LegalMindedPunk.BSKY.Social on Blue Sky. That's right. I have a Blue Sky account. I don't think it's going to live. It's the one that's supposedly replacing Twitter now that Elon put the limit how many tweets you can do view. You can view like 100 tweets 600. or whatever it is. 600. I don't know. I, I pay to edit my tweets, so I, I, I'm a blue check guy because I can't. So you'll be there forever. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, I've, I've just seen I, Twitter's getting worse. I can agree to that. But we've seen so many times where whether it was Elo or Mastodon or one of the other ones that's out right now that people are moving to, people constantly move, and then they're always back to Twitter because the other one dies. So uh, go follow me there. I don't think I, – I don't have any tweets. or They don't call them – they call them skeets. I don't know how many <laughs> – I haven't skeeted yet <laughs> over there. So they do. That's what they, I'm not joking. They're called skeets. Uh, so, what do you uh, think about when you hear that? Uh, skeet, skeet, skeet. Um, oh, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, or Skeeter. Yeah, I, I don't have any skeets From yet, Doug. but um, I did I did reply to a friend who was the one who gave me the invite. I don't have any invites, so don't hit me up for invites uh, because I would give Aaron one first. But uh, <laughs> can't go to Brad's. Find me can't, on. I can't go hang out with Brad guy. and you, but you'll skeet me. Yep. I'm going to give you some skeets. Take it into port, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.